because I haven't done my own research on it, but there could be. Never thought I would see empty shelves ever in America. And then COVID hits, yeah. there's some empty shelves. Mm -hmm. Can get everything that you wanted. How then are we gonna live? <laughs> start fasting. Huh? Start fasting. Involuntary fasting. <laughs> Growing your own produce. Hey, I was thinking about it. I was like, maybe I should invest in some, what do they call those? Some vegetable things, raised beds and start going, I don't know. There's place, there are some practical things you can do to prepare. That's called, that is, there's some wisdom behind that, but what about miracles? Mm -hmm. What about, what if there's more than enough? Mm -hmm. Heidi Baker's seen that in Africa. Mm -hmm. Supernatural provision of food. Uh, what's his name, Mueller? Back in the, back in the day, saw it in his orphanage. George Mueller. George Mueller. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so I'm giving you, Give me part of the forerunner message mm -hmm. that I actually, to be honest, I've never talked about this really to the forerunner message, but it has to be talked about. Mm -hmm. Not always. I'm not always focus on it. Don't want to own. It's not about being doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, mm -hmm. like the Church of Sardis, we need to be woken up, mm -hmm. and we need to yeah. ask the Lord to examine me. Psalm 139: Search me and know me, God. Mm -hmm. Am I? Show me the the areas where I'm where I'm off that I can't even see. Mm. You know, I think mm -hmm. David had a prayer like that in those Psalms. Mm -hmm. uh, Cleanse me of my sins I'm not even aware of. I'd say something like that, yeah. paraphrasing it. But, uh, mm -hmm. but we need these wake up calls. And I like what Corey Russell says in one of his messages a long time ago get the fear of the Lord. Mm. You want wisdom? It says, Proverbs 4. Mm -hmm. You want wisdom? Get the fear of the Lord. What was one of the seven spirits of God in Isaiah 11? Mm -hmm. Spirit of the fear of the Lord. That rested upon Jesus. Like, you know, we need these wake-up calls. We need these shots in the arms. Like, okay, you know, God, uh, I think the way Mike Bickle puts it, he asked God, that God, shock me now. God, shock me now. Show me where I'm off so that I can be right with you. Because sometimes we might think we're okay, but God might give a dream to somebody that kind of shows you an area where like, well, you're not okay. And sometimes that's not to necessarily share that with the persons. Probably depends on the relationship. Sometimes that's to pray for that person. Mm -hmm. It's happened to me before. I'm like, oh, <laughs> my God, don't, don't give anybody a dream right now. I'm struggling. You know? No. <laughs> We're just here in a prophetic community. Mm -hmm. Like, anyways, we, me and Nori have, Nori, uh, Amy knows or something. I don't think you guys know a, girl, a woman. It's not a girl. Her name is Marika. She did a night watching mm -hmm. relationship with me. And there was some times where, where, where me and Nori weren't right, and God would give her a dream. Mm -hmm. Not, didn't show her details or anything like that, but showed her some stuff. Mm -hmm. Nora, she had a dream. Nora, Nora saw a bunch of spiders in your room, mm -hmm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. Shook Nori up. Like, oh, okay, God. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm compromising this area. I'm off in this area. Boom, let me get right. I've had other, you know, similar things have happened to me. Or God would give me a dream about my an own struggle that I wasn't aware of. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. Or he gives me this. I do a paper on the Church of Sidus in Sardis, and he tells me that I'm spiritually that that's you, this this Church of Sardis. This message is about you, Jason, right now in this season of your life. Mm -hmm. You have this reputation of being spiritually alive at this little Bible college, mm -hmm. but you're spiritually dead, son. Mm -hmm. It hurt my heart. Mm -hmm. But Pro Proverbs 27: the wounds of a friend can be trusted. Mm -hmm. So I took it to. Took it to the heart to the best I could in that season of my life. And, uh, 
and uh, um, needed to respond a little differently, but um, anyways. <laughs> so we need some of this message of songs. Not all the time, but we need this, you know? God reveals these things because he loves us. Because mm -hmm. he wants us to make it to the end. Mm -hmm. He wants to see us on that day. Yeah. All right? He doesn't want us to fall away. One of my moms, one of my mom's Bible study, friends from Bible study that she's known for years, recently put this post out on Facebook. She's falling over. Doesn't mean that she has to remain that way right now. Mm -hmm. But right now, she's denounced the Lord. Mm -hmm. It was one of my mom's close friends. Mm -hmm. Brought, and then the, it brought her, my mom, and some of the other friends up to tears to see somebody, mm -hmm. you know, that happened to Nori. One of her, Nori was part of this revival group at her college, Cal Poly. Mm -hmm. One of her friends recently sent a post, falling away. This mm -hmm. little girl was, had been passionate for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Falling away, denouncing the Lord, choosing, openly choosing witchcraft. Proud of it. Mm. You know, we know some others who started out strong, mm. but now are living a life of homosexuality. Mm. You know, some that even got delivered out of it and went back to it, mm. and believed that that God gave them a dream that okay their homosexual lifestyle. Mm. Excuse me. Uh uh. And I don't say this in judgment for those. But I pray for them. Like God, it's not too late yet. It's not too late for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, get us in the house of prayer. Get us in the place of encounter. Mm -hmm. We need places like this. I need a place like this. I need to be here more. Mm -hmm. Trying to figure it out. We also need that place, that our own, that private time in our own prayer closets as well. Mm -hmm. that, on that own devotional time before the Lord when no eyes are seen. Mm -hmm. But the Lord, the audience of one. Mm -hmm. We need to eat the scroll, eat the word. Mm -hmm. We thought this was John the Baptist was doing in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. I went on a mission, not a mission trip. <laughs> It was a, a trip to uh, Israel back in 2013. And uh, the leader of our trip said, and I'm not sure where he got it from, but he said that uh, there's a certain word for somebody who memorizes the whole Bible. Like, mm. And that day it would have been the whole Old Testament. Mm. And that most likely that John the Baptist and Jesus were one of those rabbis. It was, a, it was something rabbi, a certain word. Something mm -hmm. rabbi, and those rabbis were known to have memorized the whole Old Testament. Mm -hmm. He ate the word. Mm -hmm. That group that he was most likely with out there was the ones that would copy the word, mm -hmm. copy the text on scrolls. That's what we know as the, the Dead Sea Scrolls that were found in 1947 or 48. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the other thing about John the Baptist. I believe he was a part of the, that community, the, of the Essenes community. He wasn't just out in the desert by himself as this recluse hermit, you know? Like, the, they had a whole ritual of baptisms out there. It's mm -hmm. probably where God gave him the idea. You see how these, this baptism they're doing? Do this for the people when they repent. Mm. 
It's where he learned who he was. He had, I believe he had the prophetic words that the angel Gabriel gave his father about him and his lifestyle and who he was. But he, I believe also it was revealed to him in the word. As he studied it, as he feasted on it, as he ate the word, mm -hmm. the Lord speak to him, John, you're Isaiah 40. Mm -hmm. John, you're Malachi 3, mm -hmm. messenger I send. Mm -hmm. John, you're Malachi 4. Mm -hmm. You're, you're going to carry the spirit of Elijah into the world. Anyways, John was strong. He was strong in the word. In his commitment to the Lord. Even until death. Even until death. Even until death. And what's crazy, what's crazy about like uh, John the Baptist and like forerunners and, and Nazarites, and we talked about Nazarites the last time. Um, also want to throw this out. Joseph. Story of Joseph. Joseph was a forerunner. Genesis Joseph was a forerunner. He even says it in his own words. I was sent ahead of you. Mm -hmm. His family. Mm -hmm. The nation of Israel to prepare them. To prepare. He was sent ahead. You can look at him as a forerunner. You know where I learned that? Teaching children at East Bay Prayer Permits. Mm -hmm. In the children's ministry that we had. Mm -hmm. The lesson was on. It wasn't a lesson I came up with myself. We were, I don't know where Joe got it from. It was like Joseph the forerunner. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Never heard this before. Then recently, I was, it was, uh, I was listening to Mike Bickle talk about Daniel, and he talks about Daniel the forerunner, you know? Mm. So anyways, this thing is just not limited to John the Baptist, but mm. one of the things, that, the last thing I want to highlight as it relates to forerunners, because guess who also was a forerunner, was Elijah. Mm -hmm. And guess who hates the prophetic spirit, the prophetic church, and... Uh, and forerunners, it's this, the the spirit of Jezebel. Mm -hmm. Who went after? Who went after Elijah? Jezebel. Mm -hmm. Jezebel. Mm -hmm. Just a word of threat, mm -hmm. freaked him out. He went into full-on depression and discouragement. Mm -hmm. Want, wanted to just wanted to be dead. Mm -hmm. Says that. Um, and actually, he served as a forerunner to Ahab. Mm -hmm. When he when you read the story, he's coming down off the mountain. The rains coming. And it says that the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he, he ran ahead of a chariot by feet mm. to the gates of Jezreel. Mm. Like, come on. King Ahab was being pulled by horses on a chariot, mm. and Elijah outran the chariot. Guess what he was doing? He thought revival was coming. Mm -hmm. That's a forward. He went ahead of the king. Mm. The king's coming. The king thought revival was going to come. Death threat came. Mm. Boom. He heads to the wilderness. 40 day fast. And what came out of that? Elisha. Mm. A spiritual son mm. who would take his place. Um, okay. So to relate that to John the Baptist. John the Baptist had an encounter with that same spirit of Jezebel. Mm. That's actually why he got beheaded. Mm. If you don't know the story. Yeah. He confronted Herod. Because mm. he took, Herod took his sister's wife. Mm. And John was preacher of righteousness. He didn't care that he was a king. He was confronting him with the word of God and truth. And that's why he got thrown in prison. His wife didn't like it. She had that Jezebel spirit because not only is it a spirit of sexual immorality and perversion, but a spirit of murder. 
Go hand in hand. Like, you think about it, like when Jesus talks about the lust of the eyes, being uh, lusting after a woman is equal to sexual immorality, you know what the next thing he says is? Hatred is just as murder. So lust and murder, they kind of go hand in hand. Anyways, so, um, so she's thrown in prison, gets his head lopped off. Mm-hmm. Like his uh, Herodias' daughter comes in and performs this dance, and she was a young woman, and it was, they weren't, she was naked, but it was a sexual dance. They were doing it to please some guests. And Herod is so pleased by what his, what I guess his stepdaughter was doing, um, and pleasing the guests in some, you know, some sexual, lustful uh, thing, sensual dance. He goes, "I'll give you anything you want, even up, up, up to half of what he had, as far as being the king or the governor or whatever it was." And she goes and asks her mom, "What should I ask for?" And she says, "John the Baptist's head on a platter." Mm. Herod had to keep his word. Executioners goes in. And he, okay, so I'll leave that. And guess who else had to deal with that same spirit as a forerunner? Joseph. He's in Potiphar's house. Mm-hmm. Excellent in all he's is in what he's doing. Potiphar, his house is prospering. He's a slave in Potiphar's house, but he's prospering. So. Potiphar gives him more responsibility. But guess who wanted to sleep with him? Potiphar's bored wife. Mm-hmm. And when I heard this, I can't remember who told me this or where I heard it from, but most likely because Potiphar was a, an official, his wife was probably beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it says she, uh, she, uh, she troubled him day after day after day. Mm-hmm. Come be with me. Come sleep with me. I want you. Day after day, and he's like, how can I sin against my God and do this thing? That was his response. And so one time, so then, as the story goes, she ends up cornering him. Like, I want you. (laughs) And he's like, no, I'm getting the, sorry, I'm getting the hell out of here. (laughs) And sometimes I think God wants to, pun intended, scare the hell out of us. Those areas that aren't right. Do you get to what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Scare the hell out of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> so, these are adults who can handle it. <laughs> so, she's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. And she grabs his garment and she gets a piece of his garment and then frames him to her husband. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do this to me. He wanted to sleep with me. And that's how he ends up in the dungeon for, I think, two years. But God had a plan uh, for Joseph. So you get that? Mm-hmm. So, the, that, so that same, that, that it, it's so true today. That same spirit, mm-hmm. both of them, the prophetic spirit, the forerunner spirit is alive today. And so is that nasty Jezebel spirit. That's why I think there's been such an onslaught on, on, the, on this generation, mm-hmm. on the younger generation, especially with sexual immorality. I mean, we're even seeing this whole murder thing too. Mm-hmm. So many, anyways. So, I don't know how to end on a positive note, but those, the rising of those spirits go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how to end. I don't know where to Did stop. you by chance like listen to Amy's or 